Welcome to the Writing on My Mind podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Emanuela Stanislaus, author, career strategist, scholar, and diversity consultant. I'm on a mission to create community for women of color graduate students to complete their graduate degrees with confidence. On this podcast, we discuss all things related to the graduate school journey, including the ups and downs of pursuing a graduate degree. I also share personal stories and bring some friends along for revealing conversations about their graduate school journey and provide inspiration for others to level up as grad students. Hello, everyone. Dr. Emanuela Stanislaus here, your host, and welcome to season four. I am so excited to be back. I am back with new episodes to help graduate students and specifically women of color graduate students. So welcome, welcome, welcome. This season, we have even more amazing and enlightening conversations uh, with guests that were inspired by your feedback in the listener survey. So thank you again to those of you who were able to send and submit your thoughts. Uh, I looked at all of them and appreciate all of your thoughts and uh, suggestions for topics that will definitely help support you as graduate students. Uh, Right now, It is March 25th that I am recording this episode, and it is still Women's History Month. Uh, So uh, even when this comes out, it'll be the end of the month, right? And so I thought that it would be great to end off the month by talking about how to stay in touch with mentors or femtors. And for those who are not familiar with the term femtors, it's really a term that is growing in popularity and it's related to female mentorship and is the mentoring of women by women to help further uh, career and professional and personal development for their femti, which I don't know if that's an actual word or if I'm making that up, but it's a more inclusive term. So you'll hear me use both terms, mentor and femtor, and uh, just wanted to make sure that we were all on the same playing field when we talk about that piece. So I will be spending this uh, solo episode talking about the role of mentors and femtors and why it's important to stay in touch, ways to stay in touch, and how to be a good mentor or femtor to others. So keep listening to hear my thoughts on all of those topics. But before I jump into that topic, I wanted to share that next week is Graduate Student Appreciation Week, and I don't want you to miss out on some of the good and special offers that I have for you as grad students to show my appreciation. So if you are not already on my email list, please be sure to add yourself to that in the link that I will have in the show notes for you. So uh, definitely add yourself so that you can be a part of these special offers that I'm only giving to those who are part of my email list. Uh, So you won't see these anywhere else. So wanted to make sure that I shared that before I dived into this topic. So let's go ahead and talk about first the role of mentors and 
femtors. So I want to be clear that this is a conversation that is not centered from a deficit thinking or deficit model. I have seen it both in higher education and the corporate standpoint where mentorship is used as a way to solve the lack of diversity in leadership, right? And as a consultant, when I see this, this tells me that, you know, the organization is viewing underserved minoritized populations as if there are uh, things that are lacking within them, right? Or a gap in their ability and they're trying to use mentorship as a way to solve for this. And I don't believe that these are great tactics. Uh, I believe that mentorship should be approached as a mutual beneficial relationship. And furthermore, uh, I really think that when folks are using this, like, you know, approach to mentorship or femtorship in terms of like helping to fill a gap, what it also tells me is that you're viewing these groups of people as if something's wrong with them. And my standpoint is there's nothing wrong with those groups of people, but it's something wrong in the way that you're assessing their skills. And so I'm not going to stay on this soapbox for too long, but just wanted to share with you the thought process that I have and what I want to challenge and push back on when we think about these mentorship uh, relationships. And and I think that will also inform you if you're a mentee or femtee where you may be feeling like that mentor or femtor should just be pouring into you. Uh, I want to push back on that. You have something to add to these relationships and uh, you have a point of view, you have a perspective that uh, you can also offer up, right? And so uh, that ties into the piece that I talked about before about mentorship relationship being beneficial on both sides. Both sides can learn as a result of being in relationship. Both can find joy. Both sides can grow personally through learning how to be a a better listener or communicator, problem solver and supporter uh, and much more. Right. Those are just a few uh, ways. But it also allows you both to see different perspectives. However, we don't see enough diversity in high levels and high wage roles because of sexist and racist views about minoritized populations. And if you are a woman who is not white and are also neurodivergent, you're living with a disability or have other intersecting identities that are minoritized, then the challenges are compounded, right? So wanted to make sure that I call call that out. I believe that the mentee should typically drive these relationships, especially if it's not a uh, company or institution sanctioned uh, mentorship program and relationship. You as the mentee or femtee have to be really clear about what you want personally and professionally so that you can be able to drive the success of these relationships. So think about how your mentor can get you to where you want to be. And you may be thinking, who can take on the role of a mentor or femtor? And 
a lot of times they can be previous managers, like folks that you have reported to in the past, or maybe someone you admire who's in a role that you aspire to be in one day, or someone whose leadership approach you you admire, or maybe a faculty member or advisor. The list can go on and on. It can actually be someone that you don't know, that you admire from afar, that you would want to get to know and for them to get to know you, or it can be someone who you have an existing relationship with. So that's kind of a little bit of background on the role of mentors. Now, I want to talk, I want to shift a little bit into why it's important to stay in touch. So staying in touch is important in order to steer the relationship. Staying in touch is a strategy that can help you to let your mentor or femtor know how you want to be supported so that they can help you, right? So that is like the biggest piece to these relationships. The biggest benefit is the ability to network and access the network of that mentor or femtor. One of the things that I share in my ebook, Taking Charge, A Career Guide for Graduate Students, is the fact that about 60% of opportunities, whether it's uh, jobs or opportunities to be in front of others so that you can expand your network and exposure, are never posted and are considered part of the hidden market. And what typically happens with these hidden markets is that these opportunities are passed around or recommended based on who people know. So your main purpose through these mentorship relationships or networking uh, relationships is to get to know the mentor, be better known by the mentor, share your goals and desires, and tap into their network to realize the goals and desires that you have for yourself. In the ebook, I have worksheets to help you strategize mapping out your goals to your network. So I totally recommend that you get a copy if you haven't already done so, and I'll put a link in the show notes for you as well if you want to dig into this even further. But, you know, definitely wanted to share the importance of staying in touch and what that can do for you. So let's jump into ways that you can stay in touch with your mentor slash femtor or even, you know, members who are part of your personal board of directors, which I've talked about before, right? So it's that whole idea of having more than one or two folks who you can reach out to for various things. So the ways that I'm sharing uh in terms of staying in touch are things that I personally do. So I just wanted to share that with you to let you know uh, where these are coming from. So the first easy way that I take to stay in touch with mentors and femtors is to reach out on their birthdays or special anniversaries. If you don't know their birthdays, this is why I love recommending the use of LinkedIn. With LinkedIn, folks can have their birthdays listed on their profile. So if you don't already know when your mentor or mentor's birthdays are, that is a great strategy to use. Or you can just ask them like, when it's not around their birthdays so that, you know, they're not getting any like hints into like, 
other things, right? So find out their birthdays. Also make sure that they celebrate their birthdays. Add it to your calendar so that uh, you can send a special note and ask them how they're doing during that outreach as well. During that time, you're not asking for anything, but you're just simply recognizing them and the special occasion that they might have, right? Like maybe you know that they transitioned to a new company a year ago. And so you can, you know, just send them a note, congratulations on reaching a year, hope it's going well, would love to, you know, connect in the future, right? So that's a little example of how you can approach the special occasions piece. So what I do is I have my, I have their birthdays listed on my personal calendar on my phone. And then I send them a text or an email to let them know that I was thinking about them, which they really appreciate. So that's the first tip to reach out to them on their birthdays or special anniversaries. The second way that you can keep in touch through the way that I uh, go about it with my mentors and femtors is to reach out when something significant has happened in their world. So maybe they've been promoted or they were featured in an article or they received an award or was a guest on a podcast. You can pick anything that they might have had that you are aware of. And when you see this happening, like whether it's an article read it, right? Or if it's uh, they were featured on a podcast, listen to the episode and pick something that stood out to you. And that way you can infuse that into the outreach that you do to them. So within that, it's letting them know maybe how much it meant to you, uh, whatever they said, or how you were inspired by what they did or said. And then that way it makes it more personable. And I know I recently did this uh, a couple of weeks ago. I found out that one of my mentors was featured in a podcast and I immediately sent her a congratulatory note and kind of telling her the ideas that she shared that kind of inspired me. So I would totally recommend doing that, right? Recognizing their accomplishments. The third way that I keep in contact is reaching out when something significant happens in my world. So like I shared Part of the mentorship, femtorship relationship is sharing things about yourself or sharing insight into the goals that you have for yourself. And so this is a way that you can do this. And I love doing this. I actually have what I refer to as an influencer email, which includes the folks that I consider mentors. And through this email list, what I do is Uh, Maybe twice a year, I send out an update on things that I've been working on that I'm super excited to share with them. Uh, In there, I've shared about the books that I've published or articles that I've published or speaking engagements that I've had. And in there too, when I'm doing this outreach, I may ask for their help or assistance in connecting with other people or um, helping to spread my mission with supporting women of color graduate students. So I would definitely recommend this. I know it may feel weird, but if you are 
engaging with people who genuinely care about you, who want to see you succeed, then I would say that this is a, a tip and an avenue that you can take that isn't always used and will allow you to stand out. So definitely reach out to your mentors or femtors to share when something significant has happened in your world. Uh, the next thing that I would suggest that you uh, do is reach out for advice. Are you confused about a big decision that you need to make in your life or Maybe you are having some challenges at work or uh, professionally. This is a great way for you to reach out. And by you reaching out for advice and asking for that advice, your mentor will feel appreciated and have a way to focus their support for you. A lot of times I believe that mentors and femtors alike may not know how to help you, right? And so through this advice sharing and that sort of thing, you will be able to give them guidance so that they can feel useful and feel like they are using their experience and strengths to help you. And then the last piece of advice that I have in terms of staying in touch with your mentor or femtor is by reaching out for help. This is kind of related to one of the other bullets that I talked about where I shared about um, sharing something significant that has happened in your world. And so uh, reaching out for help, I see it kind of differently from advice. When I think of reaching out for help, it's really about assistance with spreading the word, or maybe I want a different and new opportunity or an introduction to someone within their network. That is what I mean by help, like helping me to accomplish the specific goal that I have, uh, which doesn't need them to give me advice. It requires their action on their end. So definitely use that as a way of keeping in touch and getting closer to the goals that you have for yourself. So definitely reach out for help. Now, as a recap, the ways that I shared was to reach out to them on their birthday or special occasion, reaching out when something significant has happened in their world, reaching out when something significant has happened in your world, reaching out for advice, and then finally reaching out for help. So those are five ways to keep in touch. Would love to hear if you have other uh, ways that you keep in touch with mentors and femtors. And as you can see, like these were a variety of times where you're not asking for anything, which is great in terms of relationship building. A lot of times it should be where you're not asking for anything. And then there are other times where you are asking for things. So this is my advice and this is these are ways that I have been able to stay in touch. And then I would even add in there, there's another way that I have done as well, which is offering up something like perhaps I learned a new skill and I think that they would benefit from it because of things that they've shared with me. That would be something that I would offer up or I actually ask them that a lot of times when they have given me advice or have helped me out in some kind of way, I've always offered, is there any way that I can help you? And they really appreciate that 
in return. Because like I shared before in other podcast episodes or other things that I've written, a relationship, a mentorship relationship should not be take, take, take. You should be giving in addition to receiving. So that's that on that. Uh, Another thing that I wanted to share too in my ebook, I really expound on this topic and include 15 prompts and scripts that you can use with mentors and femtors as well as others in your network. So that is another benefit of getting a copy. And like I said, I'll put a link in the show notes for you to access. Now, I want to shift a little bit into how to be a mentor, right? Because I was talking and really focusing on the mentee, the femtee, right? And now I want you, even though you might feel like a mentee femtee, and, and this is the case for me too, there are times where I am a mentee and femtee to my mentors and femtors, but I'm also a mentor, femtor to others, right? And you may end up finding yourself in a place where you have a desire to mentor others, or you may feel like others are coming to you for guidance, or that you are in a position to provide guidance given your leadership skills or your roles or where you find yourself in life where others are looking up to you. One thing to know is that you may not feel like you are where you want to be, but there are others who see that you are five or 10 steps ahead of where they are, or you're currently in a place where they aspire to be. So I want you to kind of shift your thought process and note that you yourself can also guide others. So in order to be a good mentor and femtor, I want you to be open to the possibility. You have something to offer, and I will argue that you have something to gain as well. So be open to the possibility of being a mentor or femtor to someone else. The other thing that I would say is actually try to get to know your mentee or femtee. As I shared before, the most valuable aspect of mentorship is allowing your mentee to tap into your network. Getting to know them well will help you to forge introductions and provide referrals. So find out what it is that they want to do in life. What are their future goals? What do they enjoy? And try to see how you can assist with that. Don't just let that information stop with you. Like actually take actions to help your femtee. The next thing that I would share is to clarify expectations. Ask the mentee how they would like you to help them. And they may not know. And so your role may be to help to try and pull that out for them, make them feel safe and secure in what they're sharing with you. They could be in a space where they've been burnt by previous mentors or femtors. And so uh, you want to be patient and want to structure your questions in a way that allows them to share. Know yourself in addition to that as well. Know the strengths that you bring to this relationship and make sure that you're not overextending yourself or have false hopes in terms of what you can do for that mentee. And then 
Lastly, practice active listening skills, giving those verbal cues, being aware of your body language, uh, your facial expressions, all of that good stuff, and just creating a space where the mentee feels uh, safe, they feel heard, they feel like they have an advocate in you. So I would definitely suggest encompassing all of these areas in order to be a good mentor. Again, being open to the possibility of guiding others, actually taking the time to get to know your mentee, clarifying expectations, and then lastly, practicing active listening skills. And we will continue to have conversations throughout the season about mentorship and mentorship relationships. So stay tuned. This is going to be a constant thing that comes up in future episodes. I will be talking to guests about mentorship as well as sponsorship relationships, and uh, we will get into what is the difference of these um, pieces and why it's important for women of color to know what these relationships look like and have both of these uh, relationships going on as you navigate undergrad, grad school, and your professional uh, career as well. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast or follow depending on what platform you listen to so that you don't miss a future episode. And that is everything that I have for you all today on this topic. And again, I am so glad to be back and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Writing on My Mind podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, make sure you follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts, rate the show and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also donate to the show by clicking the support link in the show notes. Your donations help me to continue to put out new episodes to help support you and other women of color graduate students. I'd also love it if you can spread the word to other women of color graduate students to grow our community. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Dr. Emanuela. See you on the next episode.